You are now listening to the Superhero Education Podcast, featuring Professor Eugene Pitchford and Dr. Steve Gurner. We are real educators tackling the real topics in education. Listen to be informed, inspired, and entertained. With no further ado, here are your hosts to the Superhero Educators Podcast. We want to welcome everyone to the latest and greatest edition Superhero Education Podcast. Superhero Education Podcast. How are you people doing out there? Steve, how you doing? My, oh, by the way, my name is Eugene Pitchford. Steve Gerner here. Steve. Tremendous. Looking forward to a great show. Great topic. Happy had to be doing another show. We took a, a little a little bit of a pause and like we're back ready to go for another season of the Superhero Education Podcast. Steve, it's, it's like at the time of this recording, some schools have just started to go back. Some go back next week. Some go back in September. It's always that time when you get a little bit of extra juice at the beginning of the year. But it's a new school year. And so, Steve, before we get into our topic, I think I know your answer, but I just want to hear what you say publicly. What's one educational goal you have this year? And then I'll share mine. I have an educational goal. I'm working a lot, researching a lot on the topic. Should I say the topic? Uh, just, I mean, don't spill everything. Uh, but I don't want you're right. It's okay. So how about this? Let me let me say that. I'll, let I'll me say reframe it. it. Reframe it. Reframe. 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 What is one area you want to improve on this year? There we go. That way we're not getting in trouble. Sure. I want to spend more time. I I got away from from really reflecting. I have to reflect more. So being more that reflective practitioner, we're always in the in the goal of producing, creating, producing, creating, innovating, and we need to take time to reflect. So pause, reflect, and that will help me a great deal. Steve, have you been writing? I've been writing a lot. Have you been writing, writing? I've been writing. I'm going to be ready to go. You're going to meet the deadline. We got deadlines with each other, and I'll, I will make my deadline. I'm competitive okay, cool. enough to make the deadline. Okay, cool, perfect. Um, I'm like my. I think I have maybe one or two like main goals. Um, number one, I want to be the best resource I could be. for anyone I cross paths with in the space of education. Whether so any, it's any whether question it's, in education, they come to you and whether you, it's, you can yeah, help with. Whether it's support, whether it's uh, observing, whether it's pointing in the right direction, whether it's just being an ear for someone to vent, whether it's sharing, sharing my story, whether it's connecting, being a connector, whether it's whatever it is, I want to be the best resource I can be. And I think that's a fair goal. Um, and my other goal 
for this school year for me personally to improve on it just and it just everything's aligning you know how people get excited for the year or i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this well one thing i want to this this is the first time ever in my career where i'm focusing on myself my my wellness going into the beginning of the year just wellness strategies of being centered like instead of just go 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 like just really being centered for um mentally and potentially physically for a school year because i don't care where you work whether it's daycare elementary middle high school higher ed we have to um prepare ourselves mentally and physically and so steve i'm a, that that's that's kind of where where yeah. i'm at this year i kind of want to just like be the zen master like just that mirrors exactly what i was talking about reflective practitioner that's very interesting chapter 13 superhero health from superhero educator book that's what you're focusing in on and you wrote most of that chapter so that would make sense that you reflect on that it was crazy you know i wrote that chapter but i didn't i thought writing that chapter would motivate me to do the things but i think it's finally like click like clicking and as we get older like just you know so yeah just health and wellness Steve, you want to unleash the topic for this podcast tonight? I'm going to talk about, finish up the superhero health, and we're going right into the topic. Just this week in Chicago, talking to some teachers, educators, and their number one topic, and we're going to, we're rolling out some great things with them, is superhero health. For the students, and the teachers. You know why? You know why? Because post-COVID, I think people are more in tune with their bodies. People are more in tune with how they're feeling. And I think certain things have, have lost the stigma. So people are seeking help. I agree with all seeking, of that. People are seeking wellness. And I think COVID, whether people agree or disagree on all, all that stuff, the one thing I do know that I think we will agree on is that um, probably the people who see therapists, seek life coaching, seek critical friends, that has all increased. I'm, I'm, I'm correct. Correct. So absolutely, so that that makes sense. They're focusing on their superhero health. Absolutely. And and we're going with a topic tonight, today of teacher shortage. You cannot turn on the radio, read the newspaper. Hottest topic in education right now, post-COVID is teacher shortage. Where are we going to find the teachers? What are we going to do in schools with the teacher shortage? What's the future of education? And, and think about the earlier introduction that we talked about with superhero health. There are teachers leaving the profession going, I don't want that anymore. And it could be health reasons. Leaving the profession altogether. Then inside of that, there's teacher movement like we've never seen it before from school to school, grade level to grade level. And then there's this whole industry of teachers going to 
get out of the classroom, going to an educational company and doing some quasi-educational job. So the teacher shortage is real. I saw one stat, and this is a very interesting, from the American Association of Colleges for Teacher Education, the teacher prep program. So these are the universities that are have the School of Education, College of Education teaching uh, teacher candidates, pre-teachers. They fell, guess what percentage they fell to in the last two years? They Obviously. fell by... 60%. They fell by 30%. Huge number. So yeah, think about that. They went down about 60%, correct. They fell by 30%. So their enrollment dropped 30% across the country on average. These are the teacher prep programs. So we're getting 30% less students, college students saying they want to be a teacher. That creates a big problem. So we have less students going to college say they want to be teachers. We have more retirements than ever. And now in education, and now we have people leaving the profession on top of all that, that we didn't, we didn't think would happen so quickly. So put that all together. The teacher shortage is real. Question comes then that every school is asking, every district's asking, where are we going to get the teachers from? Very interesting conversation. Uh, things that I'm seeing, this creative marketing everywhere in places you, you wouldn't expect to market for teachers. Um, in non-public scenarios, I'm seeing a bigger embracing, bigger embracing of people that may not have a teaching degree, but want to teach. And then they work with that person to get them licensed. Is that a good thing? I, I mean, you know my feeling on this probably already. If we can get the person licensed and they're good and they turn out to be like reasonable, how is it not a good thing? You have people that are licensed that, that are no good. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to diss the profession, yeah. but like. Sure. Like, every like, every like occupation. People, like, like, yeah. like, okay, Steve, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a flip this. Me and you know people, and we were talking about this before we got on here. We know people with doctorates that can't teach. Correct, correct. So I, I, I agree with you. I, okay. There's people, every every occupation has it, right? The baker, there's great bakers and there's ones that shouldn't, shouldn't put anything in the oven. There's great police officers, bad police officers. Take whatever, whatever occupation. Teachers are no different. So your criteria is if they're excellent with students, if they're high performing teachers, but they're not they're not certified. Let's give them a shot in their class. Let's, let's get them certified. Let's get them some mentors. Let's get them some coaches. Let's pair them up with a a, 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 a highly qualified highly qualified individual from your school, and let's make this magic happen. Like like we're we're in a spot right now. We cannot wait on. Uh, we cannot wait on universities to no. uh, produce quality people when they're losing. 
when, when and, people aren't going into it or uh, honestly at times they don't produce quality individuals so it's it's a it's a combination of it's like the perfect storm right now they won't have the numbers to colleges or universities so, so you, you have to need, get creative to find people you need to be creative there are a number of people there are, i know a number of people who aren't in the teaching field who weren't trained to be teachers or licensed whatever or majored who would be great teachers when i look at myself i was not an education major People have a hard time believing that. I was not an education major. So I'm one of the people you're talking about. My criteria would be as long as they do get certified and licensed. What I don't want is a shortcut avenue to say, I'm in, I'm not certified or licensed, but that'll be fine. I'll, I demand the high performance and I would demand a criteria that they're on that path to be certified and licensed. Sure. Great. Works, work, works, works for me. What, what other options? Seeing... We're going to need more options. Here's what I think is another Avenue. You know what I saw on the news, Steve? Let me, this is on the news. What'd you see? Where they're hiring people from other countries who want to come live in America. Mm. Who want to come teach? I don't think that's a bad idea. I don't think that's a bad idea. And you know, whatever the process is, they they follow the process. But um, I don't think that's a bad idea. I I believe we need to open up all avenues. So you gave an avenue of finding recruiting. Recruiting's a big deal. Recruiting and finding the people they may not be certified, but get them on that path. I believe there's a lot of retired people out there, oh, could be teachers, could be other people that have different industries that retired from an industry. There could be firefighters, police officers, business people, medical people, and you could offer them, I'd offer them part-time. So I'd offer them, come and teach two sections of this math class, come and teach these three sections of the science. So I'm not talking full-time class, you might not think, that translates all the time the, the highly effective, but I can train somebody to come in for two sections of a content area, three sections of a content area. Don't do anything else. I don't need you to run the whole school and the whole classroom setup. That would be too much for a lot of people, but can we find retired people that would like to teach two hours a day? We can. So make it a part-time, be creative with the schedule. I'd love to see schools do that. We're seeing signing bonuses. Signing We're seeing bonuses. Like, like like overall signing bonuses, right? We're seeing signing bonuses for hard to fill positions like special education. Right? Um the governor of Florida, I don't know if you caught that, Steve. The governor of Florida put in a thing to where he's trying to get um I don't know if it was, I believe it was retired veterans. Yes. I like the, I like the military idea as well. And if it's, if it's not part-time, if it's not full-time, it can be part-time as well. So military can, can work part-time as well. I think we're missing one thing and it, and it gets overlooked quite often. And th this is a special note to teachers. If we really want to ensure 
that we have teachers. Because if not, class sizes go up, frustration level goes up, parents complaining, teachers are complaining, principals complaining, you name it, we're all complaining. But if we really want to change the narrative, like now in this urgent situation, it is so critical that students have great experiences in school. And maybe that will help influence to help influence them to want to be teachers. Like maybe the answer is us. Maybe it's not the signing bonus. Maybe it's not the licensure piece. Um, Steve, maybe it's not the retirement piece. It's all. It's all though. You're Let's hitting see. on something that's very important. It's we all. can't get people to teach if they have bad, like, for, okay, there are a few people like, I want to teach because I didn't like Steve, right? Steve treated me horrible, so I want to teach, right? So sure, that, that does happen. But for most people, they're going to run from the field. Correct. So, but it, it starts, it starts, so you're saying, and I, if this is what you're saying, I, I totally agree with you. It starts in middle school, elementary, middle school to say, I got to actually like my teacher. I have to have a relationship with my teacher to the point of, I I believe the person is making an impact in my life. I enjoy school. The teacher makes it an engaging place. That not and not saying learning is hard. Learning is hard work, but it should be enjoyable. There should be a joy factor. And if I don't see that, why would I ever want to put myself back in that situation? To be, to be there all day long if I not find if my teacher wasn't happy if my teacher didn't have a sense of humor if my teacher didn't enjoy it and the teacher was miserable why would I want to be a teacher someday that that is a huge part of the recruitment problem right there or a benefit of the recruitment problem depends what you're seeing in the classroom every day absolutely, absolutely. I like that because we can intentionally make an improvement on that instantly by finding those teachers that are the natural recruiters for the next generation as well. Steve, so let me let me just shift a little bit. So I know that Urban Ed is really struggling getting teachers. That, and I say Urban Ed, that's public and private, okay? What about the suburban environments? There, every place is hurting but it's going to be felt more in the urban areas. But there's not a there's not a school district across the country that's that's feeling good about the the future of finding teachers and and feeling good about the teacher shortage. But how education is positioned, the urban areas are going to be hit harder. So we have to we have to think through that. But everybody's hurting right now. But the, when you talk about bonuses, there's going to be certain districts that are going to be able to pay that quicker and faster to attract the teachers. There's going to be all the mechanisms of, of bonuses, insurance, other standards of, of teaching profession, smaller class sizes, more breaks, more special activities, more specials for you to get another prep period. Those are all going to be happening outside of the urban areas first, which is going to attract a lot of teachers to the suburbs and the urban area is going to be hit harder initially. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's an end game for the urban areas. I think they'll be there. It's just going to take longer 
And that's why they have to get out there with more creative ways right now. And, and a conversation has to be centered, deliberate conversations about treating educators as professionals. When we have conversations that diminish the teacher's role or diminish their value, that hurts the profession and, and the recruitment as well. I got a quick story about that. I got a quick story about being treated as a professional. And like, so I often get asked the question, what's some differences between K-12 and higher ed? And I can only speak for me, but there are some differences and there are many similarities, probably more similarities than you realize. But one of the things for me It's going to get me in trouble telling the story because you know half the story. One of the things for me is I, at times, I feel like sometimes in K-12, you're dealing with so much and it's, it's such a fast pace that if you are one of the best of the best in K-12, particularly urban public ed, there's no pat on the back. There's no thank you. And what waits for you is, okay, next. Okay, next. Okay, next. Okay, next. So you're the expert, but you never feel like the expert. Okay, next, next, next. Let me give you more. And what I notice about higher ed is everybody's a specialist. Steve, you're an expert at this. Eugene, you're an expert at that. Uh, Deb, you're an expert at this. Julie, you're an expert at that. So the mentality, even if you're not the expert, you're sold as the expert in higher ed. So the mentality is different. And I wonder if people, and I'm, I'm going somewhere, people, if you're listening, this is drawn out. I know this is crazy. But I wonder if people in K-12 public urban ed were treated like experts. Would that impact the teacher shortage we have now? Because now people are just jumping ship. I don't like what Steve did. I'm leaving it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave third Friday. I'm going to leave after third Friday. I, uh, I'm going to leave in October. I'm going to leave in November. Uh, like, but if you're treated like an expert, Maybe you're not leaving. Isn't that isn't that for you to set up as the educator, Steve? I did, oh, oh, okay. I'm I'm glad we're going there, Steve. I didn't have that mentality. Correct. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. You just keep going. It's like a. It's like when you're on the rat race, you just keep going. Well, you have to do you have to do so many things. I know now. I don't know if you can if you can say, I'm gonna I'm going to stop doing the other things to become an expert. However, you have to do all the other things, but you can be an no, expert. No, 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 that's not okay. Maybe you interpret it wrong. What I'm saying is you're never acknowledged, you're not acknowledged oh. for your expertise. Yeah. And so you just keep going. And going sure. and going, and the winds don't feel like winds. 
Isn't that isn't that part personality though, or you think that's across the board? I, it it I I didn't realize it till I left. I didn't realize the space I was in. Okay. It, it, and and went further. I mean, this is gonna get me in trouble. Hopefully, our friends are listening. It it and now you wanna so that's that's going from public to higher ed. Now we're gonna hop on over to private schools. There's nothing against nothing for or against private schools. I'm just telling you what I saw. Was at a conference. Steve, you know the story. Was at a conference. And a young lady who had taught in the school for two years was considered the urban education expert. Why are you smiling at me? I know exactly that story. And, 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 and so now sure. that puts another spin on it. Like, well, wait a minute. If this person is celebrated as the expert, then what am I? And that's when the light bulb really clicked. So I just took you all on a journey of appreciation from public to higher ed to private. And you and the and the whole point of going through that is saying that if they were considered an expert, more value, I'm valued as a professional, I'm going to stay because of that that value. That's exactly what I'm saying. I took you. I took you out of town to come back in town with that story. Well, yes. It I do believe treated as professional national dialogue on that. When teachers get bashed, when people say they're overpaid, uh, they don't work at all in summer, when all these things happen over and over and over, it does di diminish the the teaching profession and it does hurt overall everybody. Everybody gets hurt in that process. Even if you don't realize that you're one one of those that say uh negative things about teachers it it hurts our communities and it hurts our our country we need strong schools strong communities and it all starts with education it all starts with education that's the one area where we're all going to be part of the process each and every one of us is going to be in school learning so we need the best in front of us one area that is not the answer that i'm seeing people go to is saying, you know what, Eugene, we're not going to find the teachers. Oh, boy. We're, we're giving up. We're not going to find them. We see everything ahead. Let's I jump disagree. out. I, oh, wait, wait, say that again. We're, we're going to jump out in front and we're going to we're going to give up and we're going to go. What? What are we going to do? I disagree with you. You didn't even hear it yet. I know what you. I know where you're going. I completely disagree. Finish the finish the answer. Then where are the, you're where saying are the that we're going to hire um, a different educational agency to fill in the gap. I'm saying they're going all virtual, virtual 100 percent because I can control that. Then because I can find some virtual teachers that want to stay home and and push out the curriculum. So I'm going to have pre-K. To eighth pre-K to high school, I'm gonna find uh, teachers quickly. And actually I have a surplus of teachers because there's a lot of people that want the flexibility. And I'm going to push out that educational model. That will work for a fraction, and I say a small, small, small fraction. Because but, but I'm Steve, not sure Steve. I'd want, and I know you wouldn't want your son or daughter online oh, why are you going personal with my son or daughter okay? online your son or daughter or daughter online 
for seven hours a day. Now we okay. use technology as a resource, but we're not doing it full full throttle. Oh, okay, Steve. Uh, I want to listen to your ridiculous retort or retorts to what I'm about to say. Because it's ridiculous. Just say you agree and then we could go. No, on I don't topic. agree with you. I, like, I really don't. So here's the thing. So I'm not against, I don't want to say this. This is not for or against, because now we're. Oh, take a stand. What are, what are you? Well, 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 first of all, Either, you see this. I set it up as virtual education all day is not the answer. Either uh, you're okay, so I'm against gonna... it or you take the middle of the road. I am going to say public and private schools are both facing this scenario. Before COVID, I was probably there with you. After COVID, I definitely disagree with you. And here's the reason why. I'm going to take you on a little journey. So just, just you don't even have to take me on a journey. Just say you would have that as an option. If there isn't a, if no, there just, isn't, just, no, Steve, no, you can't box me in like that. You no. would have that for no. your son or daughter no. seven hours no, a that's, day. That's not the, okay. You're not letting me answer. All right. You're giving up, but go ahead. No, I'm winning this argument. So if there is no teacher, okay, Steve, they work for Steve Garner's Preparatory Academy. The teacher quits October 19th. Because of Steve's Preparatory Academy, there are no substitute teachers. So you're not getting the sub. And Steve, you already have your teacher's assistants covering other classes. It comes down to people power. Like, so what you're saying, great. What you're saying is great, Steve. That, that's a great fairy tale world. But in, in, the, in the reality world, in the real world, if there's nobody to teach the class, there's no substitute. There's no teacher's assistant. What are you supposed to do? Are you going to combine classes? So which of your which of your loved ones are you putting on the, on the computer for seven hours a day? Which 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 loved ones? Your nieces, nephews, or your own children? Which ones are you saying? I'll walk you to the school and and I love you and I'll see you on the computer after seven hours. Deb. <laughs> so there is nobody that you can name, that you would walk to that school and say, I will see you after seven hours and I hope your screen is good today and I hope you get good Wi-Fi because you're not going to have a teacher in front of you. That's now, a what great, you're saying is... You're wait, wait, seeing, hold on, Steve. Let me finish this out. Steve, you so just what, changed, you changed me, the scenario. No. Steve, here's what I'm saying. Here's the question I need you to answer because I still have not understand, understood this argument for a year now. If there is no body to, if there's no adult, what would you like the school to do? Not give up. I okay. don't argue. I don't go with the argument. What you're saying is, I don't go with the argument that there's no adult. What you're saying is, you know what? We tried our best. We can't find an adult. Let's just, and what I'm talking about is not, not using technology for a class or two. I'm fine if you say we're going to bring in advanced calculus online virtually and we're going to bring in the science engineering class online. I'm fine with small pockets of virtual learning. I think how, that's how good. long does your small pocket last? 
I, I'm fine with that lasting all year of a class or two online. I'm so, saying, the, so what? So you agree? Like, no, what no. are you doing? My my scenario before you went to yours was full time virtual learning, setting first graders on first graders, second, third, fourth, fifth graders, high school students all day in a virtual setting is not okay, good see. education. Now, in your scenario, having one or two classes virtual, absolutely. Maybe you need three in a day, absolutely. But I will not, you will not find yourself taking any of your loved ones to a school where they're virtual all day long for seven hours every single day. Steve. Would I go to a would I go to a school where they're going to use technology as a resource and do some virtual learning? Sure. But your scenario of just saying, oh, I give up, I can't find an you adult not, doesn't you work. You still haven't addressed the question I proposed to you. Where are you getting? these teachers from well what did we just say schools have to do earlier okay sign and, and, bonus more pay more flex time maybe part-time structures figuring out maybe military maybe finding people in a community whatever it takes but to sit there and go i'm but done steve can't you're find not anybody answering the question in good faith let's say you do those things in good faith and it does for and it doesn't produce the results you intended now what and I'm not saying giving up. I, like, I've never said that. You said that. So if it doesn't produce the results Steve has in his head, that is taking time, right? And But while you're doing these things, class still goes. What is a school to do? I would not accept, and again, make sure we're talking about the same thing. I'm not accepting a full-time virtual learning mechanism unless it's a handful of students. Handful of students in our in around are gonna are gonna thrive in that very small amount, but the majority of students, majority, are gonna need a teacher in front of them, especially at a young age, and then supplement with virtual learning. If they cannot find a teacher in front of them, then I'm gonna bring in someone for an hour, a couple hours at a time, and have multiple people in there. I don't think there's. But why is it okay? Okay, so why is it okay? Because you you're basically proving my point, but. Why is it okay to do it for a couple of classes? Like, like according to Steve Garner, they they don't need that for math. Like, no, don't give up. Go no. find somebody. In a perfect, I'm I'm saying in a perfect world, I want that high performing teacher in front of the children, especially at a young age, it because it's better education. Virtual learning is a tool and can supplement because I could do I could find some really great instructor instructors with some high level engineering that might be hard to fill the gap at school. So I'm going to use technology as that resource, but you're not going to convince me that having a first grader on a, on a screen for seven hours is going to be more effective or really effective at all because your attention span and your growth and development, it won't make sense talking with the science of human growth and development for, for young people. But you keep using the example of first graders. What about a seventh grader? I think it's does, easier does as it you change? get older. I think it's easier, but I still don't want, I don't want full-time virtual. Again, a, a small segment of our population. And I'm not promoting virtual. Hear me clearly. I just said, when you exhaust all of your measures, all of your known measures to hire, what are you to do? That, 
that's where you and I disagree. I don't think the options are are done ever. I think you got to keep going and you got to keep, you can't give up. Maybe the school has to, the administration has to, has to do different things. Maybe they have to figure out where to recruit differently. That's, that's like organizations now saying, you know what? I just can't find any, uh, can't find any women that want the job. I can't find any people of color that want the job. I can't find any fill in a blank that want the job, white males, whatever it is. You're just, you have to rethink it. You really have to reshift your thought process on it. Otherwise, that's a great excuse for anything that we don't want to do. Can't do it. No, I said in good faith. I said in good faith. I didn't say half, half search or or just say the words and don't really look like, like, like if that's the case, I'm on board with you. But I think we have to give schools more credit because they don't want, they don't want their kids not learning. They don't want to put the wrong person in front of kids. So you do your due diligence. If they are, if they are, absolutely. But I, I don't, I think what we're seeing is, some are really going out there and trying the things we talked about and others are still going, well, no one walked in the door. I put, I put the information out online and no one came to our school. No, but I'm talking about in good faith, Steve, like you're, you're talking about a, something that's lazy. Let me ask you this question. So um, the school year begins in one week. You have an opening in biology okay and you really don't want to go the virtual route and if everybody's face to face I'm fine with that virtual teacher but, coming but, but hold on let me, let me get there so it's for biology it's an important course right and you interview this person you and you're being you're doing your due diligence and this person it's like oh there's no way i will hire this person right but i need a body sure that dilemma that's okay, happening cool. that's happening okay so so, so there's, there's no way i will hire this person but i need a body school start next week why is not hiring the person huh why are you not hiring the person the interview was horrible. Now, now keep in mind, people get nervous. It's high, high it's tense, all, all those things. Um, they're saying things that are red flags. Yeah, I think I think boys are dumb. Like they're not, they're not. You know, boys are always dumber. Like, like I'm just, I'm just making up something. Don't so, hire. No, you don't hire. Okay, so you would go into the year with a vacancy. Do not hire. You would go into the year with a vacancy. I want to hear you say the word vacancy. <laughs> I wouldn't hire. I'm, Steve, I'm not I giving up. Into the year. Steve, I, I Steve. find out that in your in your health, superhero health mode, you're giving up a little bit more. Maybe you're getting more relaxed. I'm not giving up. What? I want, I want the Eugene that's more competitive than this. I want the person saying, I will beat every other school out there and because I know your personality. When you're when you're the school principal, you would have said, I will be able to get the teachers I need. I'm gonna figure this out and I'm gonna do it. 
and you would have done it. So that that's that's you and that's me and that's what we would do for the sake of what? Not ourselves, but we have no other choice because we have students in front of us that we love and care about. And that's always the, the goal. So no, I don't hire the person. And I keep sleepless nights until I figure out how to get somebody in front of the students. So just to be, just so the listeners are clear, you will go into the year with a vacancy. I would, What? how much time do I have? What was the scenario? You have seven days. Oh, seven days. I don't need a vacancy. I got it. I got it. I would do exactly what you would do. And we would we would have the classroom filled. Good discussion. We're rounding out the uh, topic. I have a I have for your whole process of how you want to be the go to. Coming back to your point of how you want to be the go to of someone needs a professional development, a presentation, mentoring, coaching. You're going to go to Eugene. I got a whole framework that you can have you can always you're always doing that on a superhero education which is fine mr jingles classroom that's your new name for your whole operation absolutely it's not mr jingles classroom absolutely not you can reject it but if you reject it tonight today it's gone it's gone absolutely right. not. one more time let's see how it rolls it mr jingles classroom no. What if we add adventures after that? No. All right. Then it is gone for good. So we talked about an important topic. Everyone's talking about it. I believe we came up with some good ideas. I believe we came up with some some points of emphasis on teacher See, this, shortage. First let me add this one thing, because this is where I thought you was going. Let me add this one thing before you wind it all the way down. What 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 happens in many schools, public and private, like it's been happening in private schools forever. And it's it's starting to happen a lot in public schools. Um, uh, principals go into the classroom and teach. Assistant principals go into the class and teach. Dean of students go into class and teach. Like whatever, whatever extra layer of adults that um that may not be a classroom teacher, they're going to the classroom to teach. So I'm not just saying you just give to get to give up. I, I don't want it to, to come across that way. No, but when we are in, in uh, deploying all these people into the classroom, it's very difficult for the other things to still function. And, you know, I, I know several people that work in central office, right? they're deployed to classrooms. Yeah, that's that's tough on the whole culture of the school and on everybody because you do have gaps then in in the whole process. So that hurts the culture, that hurts the whole e efficiencies of the school. So that is a problem. I and always look at that as that's just stopping the bleeding until you can get something else there. Right. So, but if and, that's and considered the solution, that's a problem. Right, and that was a public school example. And then probably the most extreme, not not extreme. I actually think it's a good thing. I don't know why it doesn't happen more. But one of the one of the one of the private schools that um that I'm connected with, the pastors had to go into the classroom. Think about that. The pastors had to go into the classroom. I, I think that's 
I would love to see it and that it should work. When you think about it, it should work. So like people are doing creative out of the box things and um, we're just seeing a shortage that we have never seen. So like, I think where I disagree with you, Steve, the typical means of going about it um, may not be as successful as you think it might be. And I'm correct. I've won the argument. Uh, the listeners oh. out there, um, feel free to chime in on uh, who who won this conversation. Um, I expect to win in the landslide. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I do like that. I do like Pull that. Pull your hands up. I do like that. That's a great way to end the podcast. I don't know about your singing, but the song, I like the song. Great topic. Let's, uh, I'm going to end it by this and then you can bring us home. We always talk about something we want to promote, some work we're doing, some special organization. Usually we tie it into, into some facet of urban education, but it doesn't have to be. I'm going to end it with drawing attention to, I want everyone to go to the website, www.cuem as in moneynational.org. So C-U-E-M national.org. Find out what the Center for Urban Education Ministries is doing around the country and get involved. There's coaching models, there's professional development, there's resources there for, for lots of educators and school leaders. Eugene? Uh, Steve, I got a couple of things. Uh, since we haven't did a show in a while, I got a couple of things. Um, I want to point everyone in the direction. Um, Steve and I, like, we're very humble. We don't talk about it as much as we should. But we co-wrote a book called Superhero Educator. Uh, you can go to Amazon and pick it up right now. If you are looking for a gift to give a teacher back to school or you're starting your Christmas shopping early, Superhero Educator is the book for them. Uh, we appreciate the people who have purchased in the past and who will purchase in the future. Superhero Educator, find us on Amazon.com right now. Um, one thing I also want you to do, if you love the podcast, um, you can listen on um, Spotify and Apple. Make sure you hit that like button to subscribe so you can get stay up to date with everything that we're doing. And and lastly, just want to give a word of encouragement to everybody that's started the school year, everybody that's going back in a few days or even in early September. I want to give a word of encouragement for all the teachers out there. You could do it. You can make it. You are valued. Um, make this an enjoyable year. Pace yourself. We know last year for many adults, it left a bad taste in our mouth in education. And we want to do the things to um, make this year holistically better um, for, for all school stakeholders. So I just want to give a word of encouragement for all educators. Oh, looking like that's it. So people, we didn't we didn't gave you the podcast. We didn't gave you the words of encouragement. We didn't gave you the latest and greatest updates. There's nothing else to talk about today. We are out. See you. Thanks again for listening to our Superhero Education Podcast. We hope you gained valuable insights and key concepts to battle the chaos and save the day for all students. 
boldly transform lives and be a superhero educator.